What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Buds, Bros, and Superheroes. Now, if it's your first time coming to hang out, let me quick tell you what's going to go down so everybody can be on the same page for the episode. The name Buds, Bros, and Superheroes acts as section topic placeholders for the conversation that we're going to be having today. So it's going to consist of a bud section where we talk about travelers of the green, people who enjoy marijuana and their products in the rose section. It's actually Christmas Day right now. So let me start that off with a happy or a Merry Christmas. And we're going to be talking about days of Christmas past almost kind of going through a Christmas carol with three ghosts and every shit. And then finally, in the superhero section, I think that our conversation in the bro section is going to end in holiday movies, which will lead up into Jingle All the Way. It was one of the only ones that I could really super think about that had some sort of superhero tie into it. But that's what's going to be going on for everybody today in this episode of Bud Frozen Superheroes. My name is Nick James, and coming back is Daniel from the Reasons I'm Broke podcast, a really great friend of the show here, always coming on, always hanging out since day one, a supporter. Dude, thank you so much for continuously profit, like helping me and making this an awesome show, and welcome back, man. Thank you very much, Nick. Happy to return the favor, and happy holidays. Merry Christmas to you and everyone else on the other side. Glad to be back. Absolutely. Happy holidays and a Merry Christmas to all. We are going to get this show started now, though, the way that we always do, which is inside the bud section. So in this bud section, sir, you are not a traveler of the green. So I'm really just going to go quick through some products that I picked up and answer any questions that you have along the way, if that sounds okay. Sounds good. So the first thing that I really want to pull out is a LLR cart by Cresco. It's a blueberry space cake mixed with OG 18. I'm not a huge indica person, but this is particularly awesome. Super duper tasty. A lot of terps in it. You know, I know that you don't travel the green, but you listen to the show. So you're like, oh, I know what that is. And the <laughs> highest one here is the Myrcene. It's coming in at like 5%. So you get a really nice body high, but it also has 1.692% of caryophylline, which is the terpene that kind of gives you that euphoric uplifting kind of shit. So yes, you do get very mellowed like in terms of your body, but you don't want to go to sleep either. It's, it's fucking beautiful. It's one of my favorites ever now. So do they end up doing any kind of holiday themed buds when this time of year comes around? It seems like it'd be an obvious thing to do with the Christmas trees and, and all of that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's funny because we actually just put up a section on our site to completely show all the ones that we specifically have for the holidays. Let me just get that really quick. So flavors of the season, uh, a brand named Moxie makes a candy cane. Uh, as well as a cranberry, a Linzer cookie. I don't know what a hot toddy is, but that's in there. Do you know what that means? It sounds like something that you'd find on Urban Dictionary. You know? Hot toddy? No. <laughs> I don't either. I'm it up online. It looks like it's a type of cider. It's got brown sugar, bourbon, lemon juice. It looks like something you would have in the during the holiday season, maybe around the fireplace. It's got a stick of cinnamon right in it. So it definitely screams holo- or happy holidays once I actually look at it. That's awesome. Thank you so much for educating me on that, because we've had that for a while. And I'm like, I don't know. I should have just <laughs> looked it up. Pharmaceutical RX has a candy cane and a Santa Kush cart. And the last one that was on here that I think is pretty hysterical is the ever popular Indica called BioJesus. <laughs> so you're like, wait, that's not a holiday flavor. But it's like, yeah, we wouldn't be selling Chris- Christmas without Jesus. So that's why it's on that list. And I think that's hysterical. That's right. <laughs> Have you tried any of the holiday flavors? 
Now, I'm not huge, so to obtain some of those flavors, so as I just talked about, the one that I picked up is called Blueberry Space Cake with OG-18. There's nothing blueberry or cake about this. You know, Mm. it just tastes like the liquid live rising card of what it is. It was extracted purely from the flour and then concentrated down and put in here as a liquid live resin, whereas some of the ones that I was just telling you about get food-grade terpenes added into the mix that gives it a very distinct flavor. I mean, if you were to puff on a peppermint or a candy cane, you'd go, holy shit, you know, it doesn't have as much of a flower taste, a weed taste almost, if you will, compared to these other ones. But it's those food grade terpenes that kind of weird me out of like, I don't I don't know if I'll always like them or sometimes I have had one in my days of traveling to green and it was like a pina colada, which was fine, but it just tasted to me as a former drinker, it tasted like, vodka it tasted like the same type of additive that they would give you pineapple vodka you know they're not squeezing pineapples anywhere it's just an added like it was that same sort of essence and that that weirded me out so it sounds like you're the kind of smoker who wouldn't go for like oh let me try all of the different fun flavors you you know what you like and you're not doing it for the novelty of it it, it truly is a lifestyle for you yeah i really like going through and figuring it out and it's also great to know too when i have so much knowledge on different ones in terms of like the Cresco ones is ones I'll always kind of go with in terms of the LLR, because that's, in my opinion, the best way to get a what's the word vaporization going rather than like a BHO or something like that. But yeah, these ones are exactly what you're just saying. They're, they're for people to chase and just be like, ooh, try this one. This one's candy cane. And that's that's fine for them. I'm happy they're getting what they want. But correct, sir. That's that's <laughs> not for me. So at their base, is this still something that dispensaries or whomever can still sell throughout the year? Is it normally like a different flavor, but they put on like candy cane theme on it? Or is it the kind of product that they're going to have to try to get rid of before the holiday is over? That's a very good call. Uh, In our personal opinion, we very much want to get rid of them by the end (laughs) of the week. Because we don't want to have Santa Kush on the menu well past January because it's not going to go anywhere. Well, I mean, you just call it something else, <laughs> you know, you don't, it's like, this kind of tastes like that Santa Kush. It's it's not, it's <laughs> something else. <laughs> it's funny because there are some brands that do that. So there was one who was making a cheese whiz. And then when they rebranded, they're like, we got a new strain. It's mac and cheese. And everybody was like, I think that's the same shit. Good try, though. <laughs> Next in the flower that I wanted to talk about, I picked up again, Cresco, not sponsored by this show or they're not sponsoring the show. I mean, but. You'd fucking think with how much I pick up their products and talk about them. But this one's just it's amazing. I think I might have mentioned it actually once before when we were talking about it. It's called Director's Cut and it's a hybrid. And it's just it's if I can't get my hands on jet fuel, which is the my favorite strain. This has now become the next runner up. And considering I haven't seen jet fuel in so long, it might be the house favorite now. Again, just coming in with nice caryophyllene, and the pining in it is really awesome as well. It's just, it's super nice. I call it nail driving. I don't want to go to sleep. I want to smoke this in podcasts. That's exactly what I did. And if I seem particularly chatty, that's exactly why. I'm just euphoric and feeling really good and feeling really just want to get shit done, you know? Why do they call it director's cut? I don't know. I would love that job. I wonder I wonder who does it because that's, that's it's like naming crayons, I'd imagine, is... <laughs> You just kind of go with what your gut is, and they decided on director's cut, which was a sentence that just rhymed. But <laughs> Well, especially now that everything is officially Snyder cut. Anything director's cut is, oh, no, the Snyder cut of that. Like, that's officially the verb now for all of those things, the post-Snyder cut era. Oh, I a thousand percent thought of that, too. Oh, oh man, that's so funny that you say that, because I was talking about it. 
I don't know what I picked up last time that I was talking about what I was talking about with JD, but I had one strain and then I said, oh, director's cut. And they're like, oh, you got the director's cut of that movie? I was like, no, no, no. I didn't Snyder cut it. And like, it's funny because, yes, you're right. That is a fucking verb now. <laughs> but that's what I've been smoking on. Again, huge Cresco fan, though. It's, it's, it's just good stuff, dude. I know it's a little bit pricier, but I've never had something that I'm like, I wish I didn't get that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it's good to see that you're you've been enjoying everything you've been picking up so far, at least. And that goes with the realm of what, you know, what you work in, all the experience you have smoking. I feel like it'd be very rare that you'd pick up something new that you wouldn't enjoy. I have been burned once before. I did try something called the Kind Tree Cart and everybody was like, I don't know, Nick. And I was like, ah, might as well. I got to know for the patients. I got to see how bad it is. And it was that bad, dude. It was. So I guess I kind of knew subconsciously. I just didn't know. Oh, don't. If you ever enter the program or have anybody ever and somebody's like hey you want to try a kind tree a lira cart just say no bro <laughs> i am curious though what everybody else is smoking on as always i'm going to leave a little note of encouragement to drop a comment in the section below twitter facebook instagram all those fun things are available for some ooh, user interaction but we are going to end on out of this bud section and enter into the bros section we're going to be talking about tales of christmas past present and future so, sir, right away, I want to kind of get into Christmas past of just bullshitting around. Dude, do you have any specific Christmases that stand out as I ask you this question? There are a few of them, and I don't know if a lot of my memories, I'd have to get with my brother and really see like some of those early, early ones where he and I would freak out over a console or anything like that. But the two that I've been reflecting on, because I wanted to discuss it on, on my show as well. And it's just been tough to find like that one memory, but there's been a few, uh, the comics that I got for Christmas. This, this was something I had asked for two, three years. My neighbor downstairs, when we lived in an apartment in Chicago, he used to have 90s X-Men comic books. And I was always fascinated by them. And those were the first comic books that I interacted with. But I never owned any of my own until several years later. But I did put that on my Christmas list, comic books. And I wasn't specific to any characters or anything like that. I, it was I was a kid. I was just like any comic books I'd be happy with. And one year I did get comic books for Christmas. And now I, I know what it is. It, it's one of those grab bags that comic shops put together where they normally try to get rid of like the dollar books or the 50 centers. But they'll put in a, a, a pack of comics for a low price. So you get a good amount of books at a decent price, too. And that's what my parents ended up getting me. And it was cool because it had a variety of issues in there. It had Spider-Man, Batman, some independent books. And that's the one where my first Batman comic was in the 90s Batman black and white line of books. And I'm sitting there reading this book, flipping through it. And it's a story in which this guy has this fantasy of killing the Batman. And there's this big panel of this gun pointed at Batman's temple and the bullet going through the other side. And as a kid, I'm like, he fucking Batman dies in this. Holy and that was really yeah. sad. <laughs> so, so that was a, a, a memorable Christmas for me. I was still happy. Like I was, I was like, damn fucking comic books. But that one really <laughs> kicked me off on as my first comics. It was that one. And I still have it. I still have that issue. And I read it years later and I'm like, okay, it's just a guy that, that was fantasizing about killing the Batman. And then the other one was, uh, we did get a PlayStation one for Christmas one year. And it was, uh, I think a couple years after it had released, it was the big gray one, the original model of it. 
and it had a demo disc. It didn't come with any games, and it had been, I, I think, a year or two before I had asked my parents for a PlayStation game. But I played the demos on it over and over again, and it was a variety of games, and I was perfectly happy with that until eventually I got a Beast Wars game, uh, Marvel vs. Capcom. I put tons of hours into but it's just funny how talking about it with you now, the simplicity of random comics or a demo disc brought me so much entertainment years ago. Yeah, that's that's very nice. Sir. I, I enjoy that. That demo disc kind of reminds me of the Wii. I think me and my sister, my sister and I, excuse me, had gotten a Wii and the same thing of just like we had the Wii sports that it came with and then one demo disc. And it stayed that way for quite some time. I would I wanna... be shocked if a lot of Wii collections only had Wii Sports because I felt like when I worked at GameStop, that's mainly what older gamers or older people bought them for. Yeah, exactly. No, I there was nobody who got it and then lost it or got it and like the novelty was over. You would still, even if you went to somebody's house and the Wii was out for a while, that would be the first thing. Like, oh, you want to play tennis or bowling or some shit? You like, you know, everyone knew it. Everyone played it. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It was a great equalizer, actually. I wanted to talk about, I think I was eight, and I don't know why I remember this one specifically, but Power Rangers in Space was on, and I got the sixth Ranger. So in the lore of like in the lore of Power Rangers, I don't know if you remember this or not, like the sixth Ranger always came. It was the only way to get the bigger figure mm. and the only way to get their Zord. So like for Mighty Morphin, you can only find a 12-inch Green Ranger if you bought the Dragon Zord. And then the same thing for the White Ranger and the Tiger Zord going all the way through there. So I had to buy or I had to obtain through Santa Claus the uh, what was it called? Fuck, it was in my head. The Mega Winger was his. Wow. When I say it sounds so corny was his Mega Zord. <laughs> and I got that. And I just fucking remember that wholly to this day, because not only that. So I was literally sitting with my toys. And do you remember Richie Rich with Macaulay Culkin? Yeah, yeah. They made a sequel, a Christmas sequel, not with Macaulay Culkin. Uh, it was with the kid from Seventh Heaven, not Barry Watson, the other brother, the younger brother. If okay. that rings any bells, I can't think of anything else he's done off the top of my head. But anyway, it's just really fucking bad. And I just remember sitting there being like, OK, why are like what almost like why am I watching this but not turning it off either? And with uh, I want to go. So I want to talk, ask you about the Power Rangers, the Megazord or what Mega Winger, you called it? Yeah, it was a mega winger, and it was really simple to transform the nose, split off, and then you just untucked. So those were its elbows, and then you just untucked the arms, and its legs just did the same thing. They just came up from the bottom because it looks like a spaceship. So it just came from the bottom to make legs, and the head automatically popped up. So in terms of awesome transformability, not too much there. What a marketing, not a gimmick, but that's just genius right there of the only way you can get the sixth ranger and to complete your collection is to get the bigger more expensive piece and it's just obviously it works out it worked out really well uh, i'm sh that's probably something that all kinds of toy lines do but uh, that did you already have at that point all the rangers and then this was the last one you needed to complete them did you bust out your power rangers and you're like all right here they all are i think actually and anybody who's listened to our power ranger episode especially jd and mark will laugh because i'm going to bring it up again the next door neighbor tyler he did. And I think that without playing with me, he couldn't have the six. We collected together. You know what I mean? Because mm. he just got more and more and more. Not that I didn't get a lot. I'm not trying to because I know also my parents. listen, but I'm not trying to say that. But like he had so fucking much that I believe that that's how it went that year. 
is that he had all the ones leading up. And then I came over and I was like, now I've got the sixth one and we can all play together. Nice. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. And then the next one I really wanted to talk about, as you brought up your thing, I remember also getting an Xbox. That was like the gift under the tree that year of like, holy fucking shit. So that must have been like 2001. So three years later is the next big memory I have. And came with a game called Mad Dash. And it was one of the only ones I had for the longest time. Where It was a racing game, but strangely enough, and I don't know if it's ever been done again, it was all on foot. It was basically like parkour before parkour was a thing of like you picked a runner and had to run from start to finish and you could do different power ups and stuff like that. But you can also like jump and flip over things and monkey bars and shit like that. Run around like now I'm thinking about it. Yeah, it was exactly that. It was parkour before parkour. I had not heard of that game. Normally everyone goes straight to Halo. Was that one that you eventually picked up along with every Xbox owner? No, sir. I'm a nerd. Oh, so wow. if we're talking about 2001. I was 11. It had an M on it. My my parents wouldn't buy it for me. They wouldn't allow it. Oh, that's right. That's right. So you, you had responsible parents. <laughs> I, had, I guess. Yes. They're listening right now and they're going to go, fuck yeah, Daniel. Like my mom is going to love you even more. But yes, I had <laughs> responsible parents, but it didn't stop me from going over to friend's house and play it eventually. But yeah, no, I was like literally, as you just comically pointed out, one of the only Xbox owners without the fucking Halo game. That's crazy. That's that's amazing, though. I I'm not saying my parents were not responsible, but they <laughs> I don't I don't know. Like these, these are the same parents who took me at I don't know how old I was, maybe three or four, but took me to the Jason four movie that was out. It's the it's the one with the mask. And then it has like that snake like creature going through on the front poster. I That's the movie. It, yeah. that, yes. Because I remember that night and uh, I, I can't remember if I was scared or not, but they took me to that because they're like, oh, he's too little. He won't understand what's going on. And I guess I didn't because I don't remember being frightened of it. But I do remember being scared of Child's Play and Chucky. And they, they watched that in front of me because, again, their defense was, you're little. He doesn't understand what's going on. He won't remember. And <laughs> and I'm uh, so those are that those are the parents that that uh, would be OK with me getting an M rated title. I'm not talking Grand Theft Auto or anything like that, but that's that's kind of cool to see the the flip side of it and and how you were not able to play halo but at the same time that's that's a good thing i i admire that especially when i worked at gamestop parents that would actually look at the thing and be like no that's an m-rated game you can get anything t and under but not that one that was them and i'm sure too denise on the other side is listening and she knows what's coming but a year before that she took us to see scary movie and it's like <laughs> where did you draw that line like this guy gets his head impaled by a penis, but I can't shoot aliens. What the fuck is going on right now? But again, in <laughs> retrospect, that's just <laughs> retrospect. And as a non-parent, I can't fucking ever say that I do any better. You know, I'd probably do worse. I'd be the one who's just like, eh, get it. Shooting aliens is whatever. Right. Well, we, we tend to do the opposite, right, of what our parents might have done. Like I might go a little bit stricter on Leo because I was allowed to I was taking R-rated movies or you might be like, hey, you know what? Sure, buy that Halo 5. <laughs> That's fine with me, because I never got to play it as a kid, uh -huh. and I don't want to rob you of that experience. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a perfect segue in what I want to talk about now in terms of uh, we were I was doing it to like Dickens, but like Ghost of Christmas Present. You just brought up your kids. So now as a father, I just want to hear a little bit more about like Christmas and how that changes and just different things. If yeah, I, I mean, for a little while now, I almost wondered before I had Leo, kind of like 
and I'm I'm not a, a Christian. I'm not a, a Christmas guy. I, I've never been. And I, if it were up to me, there'd be no Christmas lights on the house or Christmas tree or, or anything like that. But uh, my wife likes celebrating the holiday. And and that's something that now with a kid that it's it's his holiday more than anything, you know, especially with the being the first grandchild on both sides. It's kind oh, of out yeah. of hand. Dude, it, it is out of hand. Like I'm like my <laughs> wife was telling me about the this target sale they were doing, buy two, get one free on toys. They've been doing crazy sales, which I'm like, if I were a retailer, I wouldn't be doing any fucking sales because people are buying shit right now. Have the sales after Christmas. So they were doing buy two, get one. So she's like, Oh, he doesn't have this set of dinosaurs. It's all Jurassic Park and dinosaurs right now. He doesn't have blue, the the other two raptors or the 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 swimming giant crocodile guy. I shouldn't Mosasaurus. I know all I should know all these names by now. And I'm like, You're you're gonna fucking find the place to store that thing then because that Mosasaurus is meant to be played with in a bathtub and it's fucking big. And she, she fucking got it. And I'm like, all right, remember what I told you? Cause his little room is, is already has giant dinosaurs all over the place from my brother getting him this giant Indominus. Uh, that's all I have to say is it's, it's a little bit out of hand, but I get it. It's, it's something that <laughs> my parents and her parents don't have, they don't get to, they don't have to worry about the too much about storing these things. They can just shower him with gifts and watch him play. And I guess that's the fun in having a grandkid that I hear is, is that they can fill him up with candy, send them home, shower him with gifts, send them home. They get the fun part of parenting and not the discipline portion. So that's what Christmas is right now. It's a lot of, uh, uh, the spotlight's absolutely on Leo, and and it's on me to try to kind of contain this chaos a little bit. That's fucking hysterical, Daniel. <laughs> I love the way you put, to contain the chaos. Yeah, you're just looking around like, where am I gonna put all this shit, man? But I can't say I'm any different. I only do the nephews, but I bought them something giant. Granted, they have a big backyard, so I'll give the spoiler to you. I got them a uh, trampoline. And like, oh, nice. Yeah, quote unquote, real one, one that they can grow into a little bit more, you know, not one that they'll grow out of in a few years or maybe right now the bouncing will work. But hopefully in two or three years, we can get the oldest one like doing backflips and stuff like that. Did you get one of those? I mean, do they all come with that netting on the outside so you don't fall out of it? I didn't see one that didn't sell it. Yeah, I don't think they make them old school anymore like that. I think almost everybody once the netting came out, everybody kind of went. Oh, yeah, that's smart. Kind of like seatbelts, you know, like once the world figured out seatbelts, you can't buy a car without it anymore. They're just like, yeah, probably shouldn't have been doing that from the beginning, huh? Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, my parents still have the trampoline that my brother and sister used to play with. And it was it didn't come with the netting or if it did, it no longer has it. I can't remember. But Leo's been playing with that one, that giant trampoline when he whenever he goes over there. And that kind of made me think of like, I guess he could fall out of it at any point, his little four year old self. But anytime like my dad chases him around the trampoline and Leo will look back at him and I I feel like he's just going to keep running straight and fall out of the thing. But right at the last second, every time. Leo has those space memorized. He just takes a quick left turn and continues going around in the circle. So that that's going to be a fun gift for your nephews. I'm excited for him. Yeah, and I'm really excited, too, to hear about, you know, the longevity that yours has had. And that's kind of what I'm hoping for as well, that it's it's not just a gift for the year, that they'll have this for quite some time. And it's built to last. And I, I really just do that. I do hope, excuse me, that they're really going to use it and benefit from it and have fun because there's fucking three of them, dude. You know, I think the oldest one is like six and the other one's still a baby. So 
I'm thinking it's going to just be a wrestling rink at some point. Oh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And now just to kind of continue on, I just had a few ideas of Ghosts of Christmas Future. And now hearing that you don't really fuck with Christmas too much, I'm not sure how this will work. But I was just curious what you think Christmas will look like in the future if Black Friday will now start at the beginning of November. If you know what I mean, like if all the uh, what's it? Oh, geez, it just went out of my head. If all the traditions will continue to get stretched throughout the year. It does feel like Christmas is starting earlier and earlier, doesn't it? Uh, I don't think this whole threat of, you know, will we have a Christmas or anything? I've heard that a few times and I, I don't buy into that. It's just too much of a commercial holiday to ever go away. And I wouldn't want to see it go away. I do, even though, you know, I mentioned earlier that I personally wouldn't put up any lights if it were up to me or any decorations. I do enjoy taking a little joy ride with Kelly and Leo and going through the neighborhoods and checking out all of the different lights, all of the effort that other people have, all the time and effort apparently that other people have to do all these things. <laughs> there's there's one neighborhood that actually syncs their lights with the other neighbors. And this this is like fucking, I'm like, this is fucking ridiculous. Like I, I don't I but whatever. I'm not I'm not in that neighborhood where they sync all of their lights together to a radio station that's one that one of the houses puts together and they play Christmas music and it syncs all of their lights to the music and they do it once a year and it goes on for several weeks. So I do enjoy seeing all of that. And I think all the lights, the Santa Claus, all of that is here to stay. Uh, I know with online shopping and especially in a post, well, we're in COVID still, but post shutdown world where we were doing a lot of online shopping to get our stuff in at all. Uh, I, I do think we are going to feel the shortages for several years as far as gifts and supplies. Uh, I, I, I can't think of one item this year that's been like, that's the one. It's not like, you know, I know we're talking about Turbo Man. I haven't felt like that this year. It just seems like everything is just kind of like oh, a little bit overpriced and there's inflation going on. Uh, but I, I, I think it's going to remain primarily like retailers are going to have more of that self-checkout thing. I'm, I, I'm not, I, don't, I don't imagine them being as packed during the holidays as when you and I were kids. So online shopping has definitely taken that, that toll. Kelly's dad, my father-in-law, he does all of his shopping on Amazon. He just buys it all there, has it all shipped. And he, every year, he just wraps the Amazon boxes up in wrapping paper. Brilliant. Or his wife does, someone does. And he's like, that's it. That's Christmas. And that's he's totally happy to do that. So I, I'm seeing a lot more people do that. But I, I think it's going to primarily, you know, we're still going to get, yeah, a longer holiday season. And I'm okay with it, especially now that I don't work in retail. <laughs> I don't want to see it really go away. Uh, what about you, Nick? What do you what changes do you see? I just hope that we don't overdo it at some point and just make it too much because kind of the way we were, I mentioned of like the sales and everything just starting so early. I know that I sound a thousand years old when I say it, but I wouldn't mind like a Christmas season like starting in December. I'm, I, I'm so tired of seeing little fall stuff and all of a sudden it's just Christmas right up your ass. You know what I mean? And I'm just thinking that's going to get worse, where in every single store, there's just going to be a fucking Christmas section. Well, <laughs> once a year, here's Christmas. <laughs> Take it. And people will. And that's what shocks me, too. You know, I that would I, it's not a season anymore. It's It just seems like the longest. It's just the winter now. All of winter is Christmas and holidays. It really overtakes Thanksgiving and Halloween. Like, if anything, Halloween will go away before Thanksgiving and Christmas do. And at that point. Like you were mentioning, we were seeing Christmas stuff 
pre-Halloween and people were saying, give Thanksgiving a shot. And it's like, well, fucking give Halloween a shot. Like, let's let's celebrate that one first. <laughs> but that's the one that seems like the weakest of the three holidays and Christmas is eating them all up. And it's it's all money driven. I get it. I totally get it. Yeah, it really is. And there is also that flip side of me, you know, the part that I just love to be a absolute walking contradiction to myself that loves going in and looking at the toys always. You know, I don't buy as many toys anymore. Not saying I don't buy any, but, you know, I, I just love looking at all of them. And I'll just, hey, Meg, look at this one. Look at this one. And she's like, oh, why don't you get it? Like, you know, it's not like I'm even depriving myself. It's like, ah, I won't do anything with it. I just fucking appreciate that it exists, you know, because I do know little boy me would have gone like, frothed at the mouth for it. Like, oh, my God, especially with all the retro stuff that they're bringing back. We brought up Power Rangers. I don't think that the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers will ever die. You know, that was the first incarnation, the first three seasons. But some people don't realize that after Power Rangers in space, like they just redo it every single year, like every season, new Rangers. And it just goes and goes and it's been going. So you can get products from my generation right next to the ones that they're currently doing. And some people are like, oh, it's all Power Rangers are now too with the reboot of Ghostbusters kind of coming out. I could find full Venkman, all the other guys stance and all them right on the shelf like normal as if it's the fucking 1980s it's it's kind of cool you know what i mean and i like going through and seeing shit like that i'm glad he brought that up because scott and i he's another host on the on the show he's a streamer on lazy gaming guys mm. every week we go out for dinner we, it's like our weekly tradition thing and we catch up and we go to target right afterward and we inevitably always look at the toys and normally he's he's looking for gundams and he'll buy those up and then we look for Sonic stuff for one of our friends. But yeah, I got hit with that nostalgia kick, kind of like in Ratatouille, where he got thrown back to being a kid this past <laughs> week, where we were going through like the collectible section where they put the Funkos and the NECA toys, and they reprinted the old Alien toys from when I was a kid, except they're much bigger now. But they're the same molds. So he was looking at it. He's like, oh, look, a Rhino Alien. And I'm like, what? I'm like, oh, my God, I remember this line. All of the Alien, the Xenomorphs that I wanted to see in the movies that never showed up. Like, what if an alien impregnated a snake or a rhino or an arachnid? There was an arachnid alien. So you're absolutely right. All of these things that we liked as kids are coming back. And it is not it is made for people our age now. Yeah, I don't see any eight year old going, oh, dude, dude, a fucking snake xenomorph. That's awesome. Let me get that. It's for people like me that are going to buy it going. I remember that as a kid. I used to shoot water. Let me let me relive my childhood a little bit. So I'm glad that it makes me happy to hear that you're doing the same thing of like going going through and and enjoying still enjoying in a way what kids are getting today. You know, it's not the mentality of like toys were way better when I was a kid. It's like toys are cool now, too. And just to kind of finish this up as well, like something that I know you'll appreciate. I put it on the Instagram if you saw it. It's this toy company, J.A.D.A., just Jada, I'd imagine. And they made die cast Batmobiles with their Batman. So you could buy the old 66 with Adam West. You could buy the Tim Burton one, or you could buy the new Batfleck one. But I went for the animated series one. So I love the design. I love obviously the Batman and everything like that. But again, how am I buying toys for a property that hasn't had anything new in how long? Because they know I'll buy it. So I was super mm -hmm. excited to find that shit. Well, you won't have to wait too long, especially now that you're doing that. 
the Batman, I think it's called the Cape Crusader, starring Kevin Conroy, and it's Bruce Tim <laughs> in coming back and doing like a sure it's not the animated series, but it's fucking the animated series. It's rebooted really for if it took place in the nineteen thirties. Uh it almost feels like Oh, and we just had the Batman Harley Quinn movie a couple years ago that still took place in the animated series universe. So Yep, good point. It's uh that same line, I know which Batfleck one you're talking about because Scott pointed it out and he's like, Oh, you can you you're getting all the Snyder Cut stuff. I'm like, that's not that's Justice League though. Like if you look at the packaging, it is still Batfleck, but it says Justice League on the front. So I'm like, fuck that thing. <laughs> Even though it's probably the exact same thing they would throw on and just slap Zack Snyder's Justice League on the packaging, but I'm still like, no, nah, I'm not gonna fucking buy that shit. <laughs> Correct. As I look at the packaging and you see the Justice League, it is the one used for the Justice League. I wouldn't have noticed if you didn't point it out, but fuck yeah, you're right. Yeah, no, let it rot. (laughs) Just a really quick tie up that last one that I wanted to talk about that they did do for the Batman Harley Quinn that they better do for this new one. If Lauren Lester is not in it, I don't know, dude. I don't know if if Robin's going to be in it. They got to get him. They have to for me. What do you think? You got to have Lauren Lester. I wouldn't be surprised, though, if he never put Robin in the show because Bruce and Paul and all of the people that were the writers on the animated series, Kevin Altieri, they all had this uh, kind of resentment against Fox and Robin because they were mandated to put Robin in every episode after numbers told them that a lot of kids were watching Batman the animated series. So they actually did not like using Robin as much as they did because they were forced to put him in every episode. So if he never shows up in the Cape Crusader, I wouldn't be shocked. Kind of like Bruce Tim's way of like, all right, now I can make the show I wanted to really make. And they did a fucking fantastic job with the animated series, but it's kind of like, you still want to make, see the artist make the thing they wanted. Good call. I just, Every time, still, to this day, you know I'm a huge Nightwing fan as well. I cannot hear the character in my head any other differently than Lauren Lester as I read. So I know everybody's like, yeah, Conroy, and I am too. I'm not going to say I'm not happy with that. But if Robin is brought up in any way, or Nightwing, obviously, really hoping it's him. Now, before jumping on out of this bro section into the superhero section where we brought up that we're going to be talking about Jingle all the way. You just mentioned Turbo Man really quickly wanted to know if there was any other Christmas holiday movie that's always on your list of like, all right, we watch this. It's not something that the whole family and I will. We don't have that experience, but I do try to watch Bad Santa throughout the year, but definitely during Christmas. And I have both the theatrical cut and the, the Snyder cut of it. Uh. And uh, I, I do like the theatrical cut because there's some scenes and jokes in there that were mandated by the studio to be put in there that I actually think are kind of funny. And then I also like the Snyder cut version of it because it is a more somber version of Bad Santa. So it depends on my mood on which one I like. Like the theatrical cut has a an extra kick in the balls joke which i can every guy appreciates you know what i mean (laughs) so sometimes i want to see that scene and so bad santa's one i always got to visit the harry potter films are i don't know why they're considered christmas films still but i kind of consider them as well because you've got you got snow you got magic that's the people with long white beards and that's really the connection to christmas at all but i feel like it's a christmassy thing to watch and to experience uh, so that's I try to revisit those during the holidays. Whenever we go and visit her parents or my parents, it happens to be just whatever's on TV. Although Kelly does have a tradition with her parents to watch the I think it's 
Frosty the Snowman or Rudolph, the one with the the big bumble, I think is what she calls it. I never saw these stop motion ones as a kid, but it's got the abominable snowman. Yeah, I think that's the year without a Santa Claus. That might be it. And so they watch that one every year and they do put it on. And I know Leo does enjoy that one. So there's a tradition there. Uh, not one at my parents is, though, nothing like Die Hard or anything like that. It's it's not quite as traditional in that sense. But as far as like just me, Bad Santa, Harry Potter films. Uh, what about you, Nick? Really quick, though, are you saying are you confirming, Daniel, that Die Hard is a Christmas movie? You know, I I watched it last earlier this year, but not with Christmas in mind. Like I wasn't trying to watch it, making all the Christmas connections. And I've heard all the arguments, too. So I, I kind of get it where without Christmas, the movie couldn't have happened is what I keep hearing as like the big one. But then, you know, you can make that argument for any Christmas film of, well, if this if if they that if he didn't get the job, then this movie, I I think that's a weaker argument. But I do think that, you know, the theme is in there. There's there's enough of it of it it happens to take place during Christmas. So if that's enough for some people to consider it a Christmas film, great. It's just not on my list of Christmas films that I need to watch during the holidays. I don't watch Die Hard and think. Man, I'm I'm feeling like it's Christmas time. I, I just feel like I I just saw Alan Rickman die, and I didn't want to see that. But that's cool though, because Alan Rickman was so great in this film. So good. And two, a little piece of trivia. I'm sure you know because it's one of the highest in like the internet. But like the guy told him for that dropping off the Nakamura Tower that they were going to drop him on three, but they really dropped him on two. So when he looks shit scared, it's because he's shit scared. <laughs> they got the real reaction out of him. <laughs> Hell yeah uh interesting yeah i just always like to ask because a lot of people like to bring it up and talk about it but interesting take on it for me personally of the christmas movies definitely have to watch the santa claus the original with tim allen i don't like number two or number three uh elf is another staple in the house we will be talking about jingle all the way but the last one that i wanted to ask you about and talk about briefly is i like to watch a christmas story Whereas other people are tired of it, especially after TBS has had this long-going tradition of playing it for 24 hours from Christmas Eve into Christmas. Do you like A Christmas Story? You know what? I've never seen it from beginning to end. I've always caught chunks of it because, as you mentioned, it's always on TV during the holidays, especially on Christmas. And I think Kelly's parents did play it one year, and I watched a good chunk of it there, too. Uh, but I, I never felt compelled to go back and actually finish the whole thing. So I, I guess my answer is no, but I also haven't given it its fair shake. Interesting. And to be honest, too, that is almost verbatim my wife's answer. Uh, last year was my first time having to sit through the entirety of It's a Wonderful Life, which did not go over well for me. Whatever. So now this year she will sit through the entirety of A Christmas Story and we will be figuring out you know like that's what she's gonna do so now i can never say i've never seen it's a wonderful life she can never say it's, she's never seen a christmas story and that's that's what's gonna happen probably tonight maybe tomorrow I'm not too sure but i to... personally love it i think it's fucking hysterical because i love narration in movies especially by a young kid i love like his daydreams are my daydreams i thought about like i was ralphie growing up i see a lot of myself in him for reasons unknown like i i really dig the movie I look forward to you reporting on that next week to see where everyone stands now on these two movies and see what your wife thinks if you get around to checking them out. 
oh, well, she's in the room and she heard the plan and flopped on the couch. So I can already <laughs> say that nobody's happy about the situation. <laughs> Everyone loses. <laughs> Everyone's going to lose tonight. Yep, exactly. With that, though, we are going to close on out of this bro section and want to know what everybody else watches. Is there something you need to watch? Is there a type of meal that you need to have to make it feel like Christmas? What are some of your favorite Christmas memories? What are the, some of the memories you're going to do this, this year, do you think? All of those things will be awesome for interaction down in the comments. Tweet us, leave it on the wall, Instagram, anywhere that you want. But we are going to close on out of that and enter into the superhero section where we're going to talk about Turbo Man and Jingle All the Way. So I asked you when we were setting up for this, if you watched it and you said, yeah, a while ago, I'm going to refresh. Did you did you do that refresher? I did. I did. <laughs> what do you <laughs> for, think, sir? <laughs> you know what? For uh, better or worse, it was uh, just another reminder on why this one is also not on my regular Christmas <laughs> list. It's, it's like on the lower tier of Schwarzenegger movies. And it's like they everything they could have done to make it a non Schwarzenegger movie, they did in, ter- in Jingle All the Way. Like there's not like even any good one liners in the thing. And so it's, it's not a not any, when he knocks out the reindeer, he doesn't have a great one liner there. It's, it's just I think he says something like you started it. It's like, really? <laughs> That's the line. <laughs> the only so, one I could think of that makes me laugh hardest is when he trips Sinbad with the race car and he looks over and he goes, oh, poor baby, because he says shit all funny. That's the only one I could think of. But you're uh, right. He doesn't get any <laughs> good like, you know, Batman and Robin comes to mind, like ice to meet you or nothing good like that. You're right. But it does. I think it's the only movie I can think of that encapsulates that Christmas rush for that one item. And I, I mentioned earlier, we didn't really have that this year. So, but in the past, you know, there's been like that Tickle Me Elmo, I think was a thing for a while that people were trying to get. And uh, I think this film was inspired by like a a Care Bear rush that they had in the 80s. There's there's always kind of been throughout the years. And again, I don't think recently, I I guess if you want to count the PS5 and the Xbox, the new Xboxes, but it doesn't feel like that same thing as like like it was and i don't know if it's because things are easier to obtain where if you really want to get the thing go on ebay and you'll pay double to triple the price but you will get it so that could be uh, a thing but i think it's the only movie that really captures that rush i can't think of another one it's like the only toy movie uh, from like modern what modern christmas kind of was back then good call yeah no i think it was cabbage patch kids too in the 80s there you go yeah, right. Was that it? Because I remember recently watching something and just not getting it. Not only because, like, I don't I just don't fucking like the way Cabbage Patch dolls look to begin with. And I just could not understand why people wanted them so much. Like Beanie Babies, that was a big thing. And for the most part, I thought those were pretty cute. Even looking back on them, I'm like, OK, I get that. But Cabbage Patch dolls to this day, I think, are the creepiest looking fox I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, I was never one of those guys either. No, I don't get it. I do know, and, you know, again, huge shout out. Love your mom. She had to stand and wait for the Power Rangers toys. So kind of going back to what we were talking about, when it came to the original set of the Rangers, I did have the entire crew of the original Mighty Morphin Sans, the green one, because you had to buy the Dragonzord like we were talking about. But she had to wait in line, apparently, at like 4 a.m. outside on December 24th, maybe even the 25th itself. And wait in a huge line to snag up the ones that we needed. So always a huge shout out, remembering that memory of just having them. Thank you, mom. That's amazing. And I want to know what store gets like I got we got our restock on Christmas Eve or on Christmas Day. So you have to come in on those days to get it. That's amazing to me that that that's when uh, 
they made people wait that day. That's pretty incredible to me. And, and that good on her for 4 a.m. That's amazing. It was crazy. And just to add a layer of confusion to the story a little bit, if I'm not mistaken, and Big D will let me know, the name of the store is called Romance Emporium, which sounds like it's going to be a dirty novelty store, but <laughs> apparently it was like a five and dime or something like that. One of those last dying ones of the last 90s of a mom and pop almost sort of thing of no it had nothing to do with romance at all but that if i'm not mistaken i will let everybody know but i'm almost positive it's called romance emporium which just like when you tell the story like that like oh my mom waited at romance emporium at 4 a.m for my toys it's like <laughs> what, what, what kind of toys did you get there Nick? <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> So back to Jingle All the Way, in case anybody's not really familiar, this movie came out in 1996, coming in about an hour and a half. It's starring Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sinbad for the most part. The person who I wanted to talk about as well is Jake Lloyd. Jake Lloyd is the son of him and Rita Wilson, who plays Arnold Schwarzenegger's wife. Also pretty much known for, if not this movie, of being a young Darth Vader. And apparently Hollywood wasn't very nice to him. He went to school and got like bullied and shit. I feel bad for that kid. But when I watch this movie, I'm like, oh, dude, you're kind of a shitty actor. Sorry, little boy. Yeah, it wasn't just episode one. It was this movie, too. Absolutely. He's really. Yeah, it's bad. I don't know why I my favorite part of the movie is Phil Hartman. <laughs> like, I don't know. Do you like Phil Hartman in the movie? I, I, I know he's supposed to be like the like this is what a dad should be acting like Arnold. Like he's supposed to be that guy that we're rooting against as, as an audience. But I'm kind of like, this is fucking hilarious. Like this is, he's the funniest part of the movie <laughs> trying to move in on Arnold's wife constantly. And it's also Phil Hartman. That guy's fucking hilarious. I do. And actually um, even more so than the poor baby line that I picked up, I'm actually going to say maybe there is one line that I would say is his that I'll even scream to Meg. I'll scream it in grocery stores. If I ever see somebody eating a cookie, I will go, put that cookie down. <laughs> when he's on the phone and he's just like, oh, God, your wife's cookies is so good. You're right. <laughs> he is fucking hysterical in this movie. <laughs> and when he missed, uh, I think it was the karate match uh, that his son was. At. He's like, oh, I taped it. Do you want to see it? <laughs> like, literally, he's the perfect like dad, except he's kind of a uh, kind of scummy. But at the same time, like that shit's funny. He fucking taped it all. Well, you're someone who's saying I wouldn't put up Christmas lights if I didn't want to. But how would you feel if another man did it? You know, like that's how we meet the character is he's the type of dude who will Christmas light another man's house. Like I don't, that would not sit well with me. I don't know why, but it ought to, it's it's just like, it reminds me of the weird conversation of Pulp Fiction of like he gave her a foot rub and it's like he put Christmas lights on her house. Like it just seems like, yeah, you're moving in, bro. Step back. Exactly right. No, it's not cool at all, but I like seeing it happen to someone else. That shit's ah. good. <laughs> So uh, the IMDb description here is a father vows to get his son a Turbo Man action figure for Christmas. However, every store is sold out of him and he must travel all over town to compete with everybody else in order to find one. The fun little tagline on the poster is two dads, one toy, no prisoners. A little a little taking itself seriously, but it stars Arnold Schwarzenegger, so I could see how they get away with it. The other dad in question is then Sinbad. How do you feel about him playing Myron? You know, I didn't watch a lot of Sinbad's specials. He was of his time, I think, for sure. And even in this performance as like the kind of deranged or desperate mailman, I know he's a comedian, but I was not cracking up, you know, revisiting uh, some of his scenes against Arnold. And, you know, I, I, he's sympathetic later on. You, you get his side of the story when they're sitting down at the diner. But 
uh, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like he was a little bit miscast. He could have had someone else. And uh, it's just one of the many little missteps that the movie had. Between him and Arnold, too, I didn't feel like a, there was a lot of real good chemistry there between the two guys. So uh, Sinbad himself, I'm, I, I guess I'm just not a Sinbad fan. No, me neither. And even as I'm looking up him on IMDb here, the only other one that I see on here that I was like, oh, yeah, I kind of forgot his first kid. You remember that movie? He plays a, a Secret Service agent who has to watch the first kid, the president's son. No, I've never seen that one. I forgot all about it until I'm looking at it now. Just like, oh, yeah, they did try to make this a thing. A former boxer turned Secret Service agent is assigned to protect the president's son who seemed determined to make life difficult for his new protector. So it's one of those movies. I bet you could fill in the blanks without ever having to see it. <laughs> Probably. Now, the toy in question is Turbo Man. It's this show where how would you describe him other than like an Adam Strange knockoff? Turbo Man. Oh, man, that's a good. I mean, that you nailed it. Adam Strange is like the closest you can get to Turbo Man. I mean, it's like this buff version of of that's I mean, maybe a Power Ranger a little bit. I'm guessing maybe they were thinking a little bit of Power Rangers when they were making Turbo Man. There's no way they weren't. Agreed. And at one point when they're on, so this entire movie culminates into a parade where Arnold Schwarzenegger, through a weird series of events, is now actually dressed as Turbo Man. And this mailman is dressed as the bad guy and they have to battle, really. And it's it's weird and a little convoluted. And I don't <laughs> think that's how parade works. But anyway, they have some the bad guy, Sinbad, has some sort of minions that are five of them color coded. And when they come out, they say something like, go, go, evil guys, or some shit like that, where it's yeah. like, oh, yeah, guys, you just fucking stole everything. Good for you. Good for you. So, yes, I can totally see the Power Rangers element. Like we're talking about the Adam Strange of just like guy in a visor wearing red with a jetpack. I don't think they looked very far for that reference. But if that show was real now, do you think it would make it, especially with his pet sidekick booster? Um, I, You probably would. Yeah, it seems like everything has its audience today and it's like it will find its own it'll get canceled after a season more than likely because it seems like 40 percent of stuff out there and i'm just going by literally a netflix metric where they're like 60 percent of the stuff we put out we renew for season two so uh yeah i think it would ha it would have its small audience if anything true i did I, I mean i'm sure if i was jake's not jake what was the name of that kid jamie yeah, Jamie. That's what I could think of, too, is when <laughs> they right. turn up the mic on his name and it's like, Jamie, he <laughs> knows my name. Didn't oh, recognize God. him at all. <laughs> Correct. No, I don't know that that's dad, you know, especially when he's the only person who talks like this in my entire <laughs> life. I cannot hear that. He's not me. Like, what the fuck? That's another good point. Holy shit. I never even thought about that. But at the very end of the day, the kid gets saved by his dad who's been getting chased around by Myron and it's kind of sweet. How do you feel about the finale of like, so Arnold Schwarzenegger dressed as Turbo Man hands the doll to Jamie and Jamie at the very end of the day gives it to Myron going here, weird guy, like your kid <laughs> needs this. And like Arnold's like, but you wanted that doll more than anything. He's like, why would I want the doll? And my dad's the real thing that it's has bothered me yet. forever well, because I'd want the toy still. <laughs> I was going to say, or like if you were Arnold, it's like, damn, I went through all of this. But it's a nice message of like the bigger there's a gift there for both of them where the kid sees his dad as 
as as the, that superhero and he's redeemed himself to his son after you know always i think his son said jamie says earlier like it's always promises and broken promises with you and it seems like things have healed until the next time he maybe breaks that promise again i don't know but for him as a dad like you're you want your kid to look up to you and it tells you you're doing a good job so i don't have as big of a problem with it but if you just look at the movie itself when sinbad was trying to go after the toy jamie started climbing like up buildings and shit just to protect the toy and which was like all right i you know that toy matters that much to him or he's going to put his life in danger so but as soon as he found out that his dad was terrible man and that's a cool reveal like if your dad was the sixth ranger like you're watching power rangers and the helmet comes off and it's like your dad or some shit like that'd be amazing i i can't thank you enough for setting me up for this sir because i swear to god i was just thinking this because I, I still know, yeah, if the Green Ranger helmet came off and it was James instead of Jason David Frank, I'd still be like, this is great. I get a Power Ranger toy and my dad's a Power Ranger. <laughs> like, I would just take both wins, you know? Yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah, God, I'm, I'm, I'm an asshole kid. I could say it right off the bat. <laughs> Fuck your kid's Christmas. The yeah, <laughs> you're going to jail, Myron, and I'm getting a toy. Fuck off. <laughs> So for anybody out there who actually wants to get their hands on a Turbo Man, they fucking sell them, dude. Funko put out them and not like a Funko Pop. It is a Funko. It's a real Turbo Man toy. Saw it at Walmart, $35. I had to get it for myself. It's sitting right now with my buddy, the elf. It's I got a few Funko Pop uh, Christmas guys and uh, what's it called? An advent calendar. So that's our our decorations inside. And it will sit there forever. I, I think it's really a good replication of what they tried to show. And it's it's pretty funny, actually. Did they do the packaging and the size and everything, too? Absolutely. And in my opinion, my favorite part of the toy is as you launch his turbo pack, it makes the noise for you. Because I remember being a kid and anytime a jet took off or somebody with a jet pack or turbo boots or some shit like that, you have to make the noise of the mm-hmm. boots or of the propulsion. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You do. You. So your and, mouth doesn't get all dried out and weirded and you could still like talk while he's doing it without having to go. All right, I'm going to land here. All right, I'm landing. You know what I mean? I, I'm trying to remember if when this movie came out, did they make turbo man dolls to tie in with the movie? It feels like it's a no brainer. I believe they did. And the only reason I, I think that is because of comic book men somebody comes in and tries to sell one and oh. they said oh yeah it came out when the movie came out now i could be mistaken or remembering wrong uh, i'm sure i can look it up really quick but i i do believe they 100 percent did and they're a little bit different than this just in terms of rarity but at the same time if you can go and buy a new one why do you really need the old one then like yeah exactly right. jingle all the way fan it just see the only reason i ask is because it seems like the premise of this movie was all right, well, we need to sell toys during the holiday season. We need that property. Why don't we make a movie based on someone trying to get this toy, and then we'll sell the toy during the holidays, and it'll be a big hit. Uh, I feel like that's, that's how so this movie got made. genius. I think you're right. Yeah, it's a 90-minute fucking toy commercial. Exactly. Good call. But it has a 5.7 out of 10 IMDb rating for those who care about that stuff. The only reason I bring it up, actually, is because did you know there was a sequel? No, I did not know that. Yeah, I think it's a straight to DVD came out in 2014. So we are talking a pretty big jump in time. And here's the kicker and which makes you go, oh, OK, that makes sense now. Starring 
Larry the Cable Guy. <laughs> Mater himself. Yeah, so that comes in at a 3.9. So if the original is a 5.7 and this is 3.9, I, I don't think I'm going to watch any of this movie. Well, I mean, I'd, I'd kind of want to see it just to see if there's a Turbo Man 2 or what the big toy is in this one. It's a talking or, bear. I'm sorry to ruin it right off the bat for you, but it says it right in the description. She wants a bear and he's her stepdad. Got to get the bear. So now I'm thinking that someone submitted a screenplay and they're like, this is just exactly like Jingle All the Way. Well, we'll just call it Jingle All the Way 2 and maybe people that will like the first one will come and see this one. Can't disagree. <laughs> I just cannot disagree at all. Because, yeah, it wasn't even written by the same guys. You know, they they bring up Randy Cornfield because it's based on Jingle all the way. But not really. I think they really just you're absolutely right. Now, one other thing, as we're talking about, Larry, is like it makes sense for me. Because do you remember they also made a Tooth Fairy movie with The Rock? Yeah, I do. He got the sequel for that, too. Like, what is this guy <laughs> just walking around Hollywood just going like, do you have any non-popular brands that I could sequelize for straight to DVD? They're like, uh, <laughs> Yes, I do. But why would you want to do that? He's like, I don't know. Seems like a good idea. And in both sections, the lead in the first movie was this big buff in shape guy. And I guess the gimmick is, oh, and I'm not. I'm the opposite. And so I don't know. Holy shit. You're right. It's the rock and Arnold Schwarzenegger, two of the biggest. Yes. So I'm pretty sure then if they make the pacifier, too, we'll get that as yes. well. We'll take over for <laughs> Vin Diesel. That's right. He's, he's, he's waiting. <laughs> he, he is. He's just sitting there like they'll call me. One day they'll call me. <laughs> it's either that or Cars 4. Yeah, exactly. Good fucking call. Do you guys out there like Jingle All The Way? I, I, like I say, I almost find it to be a guilty pleasure at this point. But I would love, love to hear what everybody has to say. Once again, that call to action. To leave a comment wherever the hell you feel like. You know where we are. To wrap this up, dude, I've got to say once again, sir, thank you. I really, really thank you so much for being such a big part of this podcast. We're always being available to come record and hang out. For all the love and support, Daniel, thank you so fucking much. And thank you, Nick. I really appreciate it. I'm, I'm glad that you extend the invitation out when you do, and also that you're able to come on mine as well and, and talk more DC, Power Rangers, and all kinds of stuff on that end. So I really appreciate it on my end as well, and uh, I'm glad that I can help out on, on this side, and hopefully someone out there found something I said you know useful or funny or entertaining or whatever and I'm, I'm always grateful to be on so thank you nick absolutely and really quick just give that plug i did say the name of your podcast as we introduced but just in case like you're saying somebody's like oh that guy's much better than this guy i'm gonna go listen to his podcast i don't know where to find you that's not true but <laughs> it's uh <laughs> it's at the reasons i'm broke.com and it's a very dc and gaming centric podcast and if you go on there you will find the link to everywhere you can find us once again, sir, I say this at, at the end of every episode, but it doesn't mean it's any less true that there's only 24 hours in the day. You just spent one hanging out bullshit with me. It's, 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 I'm very grateful. Once again, for the final time, thank you, sir. Yeah, thank you. Merry Christmas and happy holidays. And that goes for everybody out there, guys. It's Christmas. Go enjoy the day. Go do what you do. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays from Buds, Bros, and Superheroes. And Nick James and Daniel are out of here. <laughs>